another episode of the i'm getting there podcast it's your host michael booth and we're here on the night before the election uh everybody's probably anxious as fuck i know i am uh a lot of a lot of shit in the uh in the news leading up to this um but i have a guest with me today he is somebody that i saw perform at the san jose improv he was opening for theo vaughn and uh talked to him after the show a little bit Seemed like a cool guy, um, and he's uh, L.A. based. His name's Grant Cotter. How you doing, man? What up, Michael <laughs> Booth? In the flesh, in the booth. Thank you so much in for having booth. me. Yeah, man. Uh, so how how you uh, how you been holding up during uh, during quarantine, dude? Dude, like I'm like a wet blanket. I'm just here, dude. I have like I don't even know what's going on in the world anymore. Uh, I'm like you asked me to do a podcast. I'm like. Why? What do I do? I'm just I'm a civilian, you know, <laughs> just a regular old dude, unemployed guy going broke, living off his savings in expensive ass L.A. Yeah, uh, I I saw you. You did a show like not too long ago, I think. Um, was it the was it Comedy Bar, I think was this, it was called? Oh yeah, that was in, that was back in December. That was in Chicago. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I saw <laughs> yeah, I saw some last... posts. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, my last show was March fourteenth, March fifteenth, twenty twenty, the Palm Springs Improv, and then the world shut down. <laughs> yeah. See, so you've uh, you just been chilling, like you said, just a wet blanket, just uh, just existing. Um, yeah, man, just just getting fat, giving myself haircuts, you know, getting animals left and right. So far this quarantine, I got a dog. I've, my house is like a homeless shelter for kittens. My girlfriend keeps finding cats in the back of our apartment, and I swear to God, we've had eleven different kittens coming through here. Oh damn! You're just like fostering them or uh, taking care of them, releasing them back into the wild. Hold on, time out. Is that you? What? Callie. I think they're paired to your phone. Dude, all right, audience, just so you know what's going on. I'm ghetto. I'm using AirPods, but they're paired to my girlfriend's phone, and I'm hearing her goddamn TikToks as I'm talking to Michael Booth. Now my girlfriend's in here. She's on the podcast. This is fucked up. Yeah, and I'm here listening to the skincare oh thing, and I'm like, "What is is Michael running ads while he's asking oh me about the God. fucking cats?" Holy shit, that's funny! Dude. Oh my God, I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed too, and Michael Booth's listeners are pissed. Oh, you're just hearing you're just this. hearing TikTok songs. You're like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> dude, I was like, what is this podcast? Yeah, that's I the podcast. Actually, I just play TikTok sound clips over every question I ask you. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I mean, I don't even know how to hook up, dude. It's like doesn't matter. What do I have these in? If I can't figure it out, fuck it. Hey, you're good. Uh, <laughs> 
No, I was just asking about the cats. Uh, you guys are you taking them in, you're fostering them, releasing them back, or are you, like you trying to find homes for them? Well, you know what? The first ones were we found two. We found one. You know, we heard it from our apartment. We heard like a faint meow, and and it just sounded weird. So we looked around, and we found one lone kitten stuck in between like a curb and a little part of a wall. And we're like, oh, oh my god, one kitten. We brought it in and we bathed it and it was covered in fleas and we washed it and we went to the store and we bought a bed and litter and it was a, a beautiful, fun little one cat moment. But then my girlfriend had some sort of fucking spider sense and was like, there's more out there. I need to find them. So then she was just out searching for kittens for a week and she found that cat's six brothers and sisters. Damn. So then she, she brought them in the house and they're meowing and it's. It was a clusterfuck. So then we get those adopted. We're like, okay, okay, we did our good deed. And then I make the mistake of telling my girlfriend, like, I really like how happy that made you, and you did such a great job with them. Maybe, maybe somewhere down the line we can foster kittens again. She was like, really? And I go, yeah. The next fucking day, <laughs> she shows up and she's got these two white Siamese cats and they looked cool at first. I was like, wow, they look real cool. And then I looked at them. Dude, one of them's eye was swollen shut. The other one was like all fucked up looking like a little tweak. Imagine a tweaker cat, like a Bakersfield <laughs> kind of a cat, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, where did you get these? And she's like, I messaged a shelter and they gave them to me. I'm like, they gave you defective cats. You need to return them. So then we had these sick cats for a couple of days and they needed so much medicine and oh wow uh, it was stressful. So that's what I've been doing with my life. Nice. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's really like, you know, a really like nice thing to do, you know, fostering these cats. And I'm sure the, I'm sure that their current owners are probably stoked on that. Um, so you just haven't been doing like, have you gotten any, uh, you got hit up about doing any shows down there? I've seen some stuff like there's been some kind of outdoor venues, like uh, shows in parks or like kind of like drive-in stuff. Or are you just kind of like a taking a break, kind of just chilling? You know, I battle with it every day. I would love to perform, and I've gone through so many different emotions to this. Like, you know, in all honesty, at, at first I was like, oh, you know. 14 day quarantine like a two week break great you know like i could use a little vacation it'll be awesome yeah and then it turned to a month two months three and then i was i was real depressed and i was sad and then i was mad and then i was kind of resentful towards stand up and then these little shows started popping up and and people have asked me but i don't feel like like one i would feel guilty if anybody got sick yeah like coming to see me do stand up anywhere and two it's like do i want to get covid doing an open mic in a baseball field for 11 people you know like (laughs) the risk versus reward on that one um and then also i was just battling like one if i did do stand up i don't want to talk about politics i don't want to talk about coronavirus but i also don't think like i can do any old material like it just doesn't feel right what about kind you? Are you performing anywhere? Um, I did a, we had like a drive-in show up here um, in Santa Cruz, which was, it was kind of cool because it was, uh, it was um, like the, they had an FM transmitter. And so 
you would pull up into the lot and they're still doing it every week. You pull up into the lot, you turn your FM to a certain station and then you could hear the comic in your car. So you didn't have to, didn't have to get out, you know, or like sit close to people. You could kind of distance and sit in your car and, uh, did they seem, honk if they like you? Yeah. Yeah. They honk or they, they flash their lights. Uh, if, if you're, you know, if you have good jokes, which is kind of interesting because, you know, normally I'm sure you, like when you get a, when you see a light flashing at you, you're like, oh shit, I better wrap this up. You know, like I, I gotta get, I gotta be, I gotta be done soon. But it was kind of cool to just to go and hang out. Um, I've only done it the one time, but I also just am like, I'm kind of getting more and more, uh, convinced to try out the zoom stuff that's going on like uh-huh. it just seems like another seems like another lane kind of like what we're doing right now but like you it i've been to a handful of zoom shows and like watched them to kind of get a feel for it and it feels like a lot more of like a storytelling show or something as opposed to like you know as opposed to just like having like a, a setup punch kind of uh routine it's uh it's interesting i'm kind of torn like i i i've been kind of writing stuff for it but i just haven't had like the like the urge really i kind of um i've just been you know doing the podcast and that's been kind of you know just what i've been doing over the the course of quarantine really well that that's great it's better than doing those bringer zoom shows where you got to bring five people digitally so you could do five minutes at the show <laughs> yeah i've seen of there's it's also kind of cool too because there's uh you can have people like that you know that aren't in that local area tune in to watch which i've seen like um they've had like some people on zoom shows that are from like the east coast like tune in to or and tune in and also like come and perform on the ones that i've seen up here so I, it's like a little more inclusive, I guess, but also it's just, it's just kind of weird too, like doing jokes to like your webcam and then having like most screens are muted and then they are like black, but they leave their sound on. So you can like still hear people laughing, but it's, it's kind of, uh, it just doesn't have that, like, it doesn't have that connection. It's like almost there, you know, it's like. I mean, it close. doesn't have that fun that regular stand-up comedy has. It doesn't have that energy of a live performance. You mean exactly. it doesn't have that rush of getting on stage and making people laugh? You mean it's you sitting at your computer yelling at Facebook and then hoping people go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or you'll be like that guy on CNN and you're telling jokes and he starts jacking off and he lets his <laughs> on and you're like, what the fuck, Ricky? That was, that was so funny. <laughs> I've seen Dude, a few of those videos. It, I'm surprised it took so long for somebody to get rolled doing that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Should I tell you one thing? One thing I did for the pandemic is I went back to school. So I was like really bored. And like my girlfriend was getting on my case. Like you can't just sit on the couch all day and you can't feel sorry for yourself. And you, you got to get out and you got to do something. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, maybe I'll just take a class. So I started taking one class and I was pretty fun and then two and three and then I was I filled out a, a financial aid thing. Okay, yeah. And uh, I said that I was gender fluid and I also said that I was half Mexican. So then they gave me a scholarship. And so now I'm just going to school for free 
and I'm taking every fucking class I can think of and I'm having a great time. That's but sick, I man. I can't show them who I am on Skype because I don't know. I forgot what I told them. You know, I don't know if I told them I was female and I don't know <laughs> if I told them I was Mexican. So it's really just like up in the air. So I always have the camera blacked out. Okay. But I say this because online school, you have to Skype with all sorts of people and you realize like people are pretty fucking stupid all the time everywhere. And I see the people, I feel smart in school. I'm like, I'm getting straight A's. This is awesome. Yeah. And then I do a Skype class and I see, I see somebody speak and I'm like, oh, this is my classmate. This guy has no teeth. And I think he's Skyping from a Nokia cell phone in a 99 cent store. And like, I'm in class with this guy. No wonder I'm getting A's because this is like, the bar is so low already. In one of my classes, there's a, uh, a gothic person i didn't know we still had those in 2020 and they i think they put on makeup for the class like this is their event oh, damn you know? like that's that's their day yeah they're like oh shit 6 30 rolls around i got class let me get this eyeliner looking good another dude is always smoking joints he's like teacher teacher hey like in the camera smoking weed it's like have some respect for your digital classmates i know right <laughs> It's a wild time, dude. Oh, so man. hopefully by the by the end of quarantine, I'm a doctor. There you go. Yeah. Um, what uh what kind of classes he taking right now? Like just uh. Ooh, I was taking everything so far. I've taken journalism. I've taken broadcasting. I'm taking a couple different film classes. Okay. I take a, a history class. Right now, I'm in a health class, but. It's not like real health, you know, I forget. I'm going to school in L.A. This is like some L.A. ass health class where I thought I'd learn about like, oh, you know, eat 2000 calories a day and exercise and like maybe you'll get a six pack, you know, like yeah. regular scientific health. Don't eat a lot of red meat. Yesterday we had a speaker who told us about her past life. And told us that she's always late in regular life because she was born sideways. and She can remember being in the hospital. And I'm like, this isn't real. Whatever you're t I'm, I was like, I'm glad I'm not paying for this. I'm glad I'm a non-gender <laughs> Latino right now because I would not pay for this class. <laughs> oh, man, that is born sideways. Like, oh, born sideways. She was telling me all sorts of crazy shit. She was, and she was a massage therapist, right? But she kept telling us that she's a body worker. And like, whenever you say body worker, I just think of like prostitutes, like yeah. rub and tug. Yeah, that's you know? definitely, yeah. <laughs> she's one of those body workers that like puts crystals on you and it's like, ooh, I feel the tension behind your kneecap. You, I could tell your mother didn't pick you up from school until after three o'clock because she had to watch Oprah every day. And you're like, wow, how did you know that? And she's like, I clavicles <laughs> oh man uh that's probably why she got into massage therapy was being born sideways she just came out and was like all right i gotta i gotta do something where i'm laying down you know like that's that's her only way to relate dude and i thought people got into massage therapy because they failed out of cosmetology school at least that's, that's the, the two girls that i know that that's what happened to them <laughs> uh 
So yeah, I wanted to ask you about something because I saw it. It was a while back. I saw it on your Instagram and it kind of like blew up a little bit. Like I think you got on a news channel because of it. Uh, you were like, I think you were, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were detained and then you had, you were like, you kept your phone. They let you keep your phone and then you had like your jewel and you were just like live Instagram story the whole time you were in the cell. Bro, enough time has passed. That shit was fake, dog. Really? What fake. was it? Was it really? Yeah, I was filming this other show where I was like a cop and we had a uh, a set, you know, like a jail set next door. And I was just like killing time. I really was just like, oh, okay. you know, my scenes weren't <laughs> happening for a while. And like the holding room where we were chilling was like all crowded. So I just went in the jail cell and I started fucking around. And then people started really just like, oh my God, like reposting it and sharing it and reposting it. And I was like, damn. Then people started getting mad at me. A lot of black people started getting mad at me and sending me nasty messages about white privilege. Oh, you know, damn. like this is fucked up. And I'm like, it's a goddamn joke. It's a joke, motherfuckers. Like, and you're mad at me for this? Be mad at the cops. Yeah. So then I just, you know, took it to the next level and uh, got got on the news and then it got on the like every little morning radio station I'd ever done like morning news at to promote a show. They picked it up and it, it really got kind of blew up. But it was just it's, a prank. It yeah, it's crazy around. that it went that far as just a prank. Like it, it de you definitely did a good job of making it seem like it was uh, something that was happening because it's uh, you would like you know you could just you were just giving updates every like few hours and it was it's i mean it's hilarious like the whole story of it was really funny but that's uh i mean i did, yeah i had no idea that it was fake like just as somebody you know that like just was watching it on social media oh thanks man i don't know if i should tell people it's fake but it's you know the world's fucking over who knows we're all starting fresh at the end of this yeah that, that is true uh so did you like, cause I only met you the one time, but did you like, uh, did you, were you, are you LA, were you born in LA? Like, is that where you grew up at or? No, I'm from San Diego. I was born in, I was born in London, England and then brought to San Diego. And then I grew up there and I became a troublemaker. And then I got forced to live with my dad on Catalina Island. And then I graduated high school and then I was like, I want to be a comedian. And I moved to Orange County and I started doing stand up. And then I moved to Los Angeles to pursue my dreams. And then the pandemic hit. And now I'm doing a podcast via Skype with a new login name because I couldn't remember my fucking password. <laughs> Like, That's uh, my life story. See, so you started, you started comedy right out of high school, like just going to open mics right when you were like eighteen or what? Hell yeah! Well, you know, you win those bullshit little awards in middle school. I got best sense of humor in eighth grade, and then best sense of humor again when I was a senior. And I always, you know, liked making people laugh and fucking around. And then um, wasn't until I was nineteen that I was like, I went to a his kid's birthday party and he was like dude we're going to a comedy show you want to go and i was like ah sure i guess and i went and i saw people do stand up i was like you could fucking do that you could just go up and make people laugh and then i was like fuck it i gotta try it so i started hitting open mics and you know the, here i am fucking 13 years later 13 years later doing yes. open mics in the park <laughs> Damn, uh, that's great. Like, 
like uh, did, when you were doing that yet yeah, that young is you you were just trying to be you weren't like were you coming up with like material then or were you just trying to you know fuck I was around? probably I was probably awful mainly I was doing it because the place that had the open mic wouldn't card me and I could drink and I'd bring my nice. friends there and we'd get all fucked up and um and then my mom like saw a picture of me on MySpace or something doing doing comedy with a beer and called the bar and told them I wasn't 21 and fucking rolled my ass and then I lied and said she wasn't my mom. <laughs> I go, dude. Awesome. I go. My mom's name's Deborah. I don't know who this lady calling is. And they're like, oh, okay. Hey, you want a beer? And I go, Newcastle, please. <laughs> So that's what I did for a couple of years. You know, the first few years, I, you know, you're awful. You think you're good. I mean, at least I did. I thought I was good. I was probably pretty bad. Um, but where I started in Orange County, everyone who was doing it was like, you know, mid-30s to like 50s. They would just do it for like a hobby. And I was like okay. this young kid and I really wanted to do it. So everybody like was real supportive of me and, and hooked me up with some stage time and shit. So I just fucking progressed slowly but surely nice and yeah i mean uh you know seeing you at the at the improv is the first time i you know i didn't know i didn't know who you were and one thing Dude, I those, was, shows, those shows were sick yeah i think it was like what he had theo had like nine shows that weekend sold out or something Dude. crazy like that Dude, see that's crazy because like you know theo's my homie like i just see theo you know like comedy store i see him whatever I've known Theo for probably 12 years. He took me on my very first road gig. It was actually up to the Bay Area. It was in Tuolumne, California, some bullshit John Fox gig. Yeah. And um, so I've known Theo forever. But then doing those shows, I was like, oh, shit, Theo's kind of like, is Theo famous? Like, I, it did nothing clicked for me until then. And I was like, God damn. Like this was adding shows, selling out. People are showing up with mullets. Like Theo's fucking killing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I saw he kept like adding, you know, more because I was looking for. Uh, my friends were asking me if there's any more tickets for that show, and I remember just seeing like, oh, another another show added this night, another show added that night, and he had, you know, he just kept adding them, and the the thing that I like took away from watching you was like you're you came out and then you just made you just went down the line in the front row of the crowd and you were just like hammering crowd work at at like you had something for every table and I was just kind of sitting there like holy shit like because you know that's that stuff that you don't have like prepared you're just going out there and you just like see some shit you just start fucking around with people like is that something that you kind of always do or are you is that like part of your like set that you try to like do you do crowd work a lot or you know, I used to when I, you know, I used to early on in my career, but uh, then I kind of stopped and I was like, oh, I want to like craft good material and I'm working on an hour and crowd work doesn't translate. But then uh, I was hosting those shows, right? Or yeah. was Ari hosting? I yeah. So like when you're hosting, you it's hard to come out and just do straight material. And like, I think Theo had just been on like Rogan. So that a lot of the crowd was also kind of like meatheady dudes and you got to just like they were fucking high and and energetic and you got to just set the tone right at the gate and crowd works a great way to like unify the room get them like 
to see a common thing and bond and laugh over it. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I used to do, you know, when you're coming up, you're performing in dive bars and casinos and all sorts of crazy ass shitty gigs that, um, crowd work just becomes like a great tool. But then once you get into like good comedy clubs and you're getting good spots, you don't really want to like waste your time doing just crowd work. Cause it sense. was, I forget what comic it was, but they were like, <clears throat> they're like, you're good at crowd work, but you're up there. You're not saying anything. It's like, yeah, you kill, but like, what are you saying? And I never understood it until I started headlining and I would have comics open for me and they would kill with crowd work, but they're like up there. They're not saying anything. They're like, Oh, this guy looks like he's got a big dick. You know what I mean? Like it, it just yeah. is like, you're kind of just wasting your time up there. I mean, you get the laughs and shit, but you're not, you, there's nothing of substance. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it Sorry. does. And that makes, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, like you said, you're, you're hosting. So it was kind of, you're kind of like loosening up the crowd and setting the tone, like you said, but I imagine, yeah, if you're, if you're headlining or if you're the reason people are there, you know, they want, they want something from you, you know, they want to walk away with, from that set, like with like whatever, like a stuff of substance, like you're saying. So that makes total sense. Um, <clears throat> and like, ha, like you, like you just said earlier, like you were, you're working on an hour, but also you're not trying to, when you go back, you're not trying to, uh, to like repeat material. Like, do you feel like that stuff that you had is kind of gone now or are you going to like when comedy comes back are you going to try to like rework it or like how are you going to approach it i guess when it when like it comes back to to full swing you know what i don't know it's like i i got i got like an arsenal of material you know that you can always always pull from but it's i don't know i feel like within the past like two years i've really just been focusing on like writing writing stuff about my life and my childhood and, and crazy shit that's unique to me. So you, I can always fall back on that. But it's also like after all this, like what is the climate going to be? You know, am I even allowed to talk about certain things or do certain words? You know, mm -hmm. when are people going to feel safe enough to come out to comedy clubs? When is it realistic that like, you know, like I think about it like this, like you saw, you saw me doing these shows with Theo, right? San Jose Improv is like a sick 500 seat, two two floor comedy club. But then after that, Theo started doing bigger theaters, you know. Mm -hmm. But then the lockdown happened, so comics that that were doing theaters are going to be bumped down to doing, you know, comedy clubs. And then that's going to, you know, comics who were doing comedy clubs are just going to get bumped down to like features, and everyone's kind of moving back a step. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get, I totally get it. Uh, so like I've what? even, sorry, I was, no, no, go. I was going to say, I've, I've felt that way, like up here, kind of in like the Monterey Bay, like kind of like South Bay area. There was a lot of, you know, the stuff I was getting on was like bar shows and, uh, kind of like, you know, these bigger, like open patio settings and, you know, that's gone away. So now it's, there's like a, such a scarcity for, for like a showcase or um, like a like a, a ticketed show now it's like there's there's like I think there's maybe one or two clubs in this area that are doing like they have like an outdoor setting, but mm -hmm. 
but those people that were, you know, getting on or opening for other people are kind of, like you said, they reduced to that now. And so the, the, uh, kind of the, the opportunities that were there are kind of just really closed up. And so like, but you know what, they've closed up for everybody right now. So it's not like, you know, once, once there's like a vaccine and, and the world moves on again, there'll be new shows popping up and, mm-hmm. you know, thing, things will get back to normal. And you also got to think of the people that are going to fall off because of this that are never going to go back. You know, like the people that you, you could be hitting shows with every night now are like, dude, fuck the Bay Area. It's so expensive. I'm moving back home to Tulsa, Oklahoma or wherever the fuck they live. And they're like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to get a job. I'm not going to do comedy anymore. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And then I've seen some of that actually happening where people are kind of just, they're moving back home with their families or they're, uh, they can't, yeah, they just can't stay in that area because of the, the cost. And so, yeah, I'm sure there'll be, you know, once the, when do you think that's going to be, man? When do you think that things are going to kind of get back to quote unquote normal? You know, I have no idea because I never, I mean, I would have, I just never would have imagined that we would be, you know, it's fucking, it's November now, you know, March, they told us 14 days and yeah, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. And realistically, I think it's, you know, Russia is mandating masks now. Uh, the UK is going on a one month mandatory lockdown and like our president is like, we're rounding the curve, like vote for me, vote for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Biden is like, I got to listen to science. But realistically, if Trump loses the election, Biden gets, you know, Biden wins the presidency or whatever, he doesn't get sworn in until January. So it's like, it's like nothing would even happen until January, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, but... come, the vaccines... I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, it's, I have no idea. It's hard to say. There's, well, there's just such, there's such differing opinions too in our country. I mean, I'm sure you've seen online, like certain states are just kind of saying fuck it. And they're, you know, they have, they have like bars are open, restaurants are open. Um, there's no like huge live gatherings I've seen besides like some of these, these rallies that, that, uh, Trump's had, but yeah, it's really, it's really hard to, to think about a time where everything's just going to open back up completely and there's going to be no like restrictions, even with it open back up. I feel like he wants, even though there's going to be like restaurants and bars having, you know, indoor seating again, it'll probably be like very little people, like the occupancy limits will be set for probably another few months after that. And then if that goes well, then I imagine they'll open up more. Like, I feel like maybe next summer, like uh, June or July of 2021, we'll see like an actual, like, normal. I mean, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, hopefully by then. But realistically, like, I don't think so. I don't, you know, maybe because you got to think it when when are people going to feel safe enough to do that? like Mm -hmm. themselves so say there is a vaccine and there is this and it's like you have a few months of like people people being being like oh i don't know i'm not taking it like let's see see what happens 
because you you know 20 years from now we could get commercials like do you or somebody you know take the first round of coronavirus vaccine you could win up to five million dollars in lawsuits <laughs> yeah you, know? so you yeah. don't really know what's gonna what's gonna happen with that but i don't know i really don't know it's it's an interesting time and it's it's crazy it's fucking insane dude yeah it is uh yeah i get i get nervous and like i was in a i pulled off the other day to get gas at this gas station it was like a convenience store kind of like a little mini mart thing and there was a line inside but nobody was distanced and it went all the way around the store so i stood outside waiting for waiting for somebody to to for it to empty out so i could go inside and people just kept walking by me going in and standing in the line and eventually oh, yeah, nobody I, gives a fuck. yeah that was like eventually i was like uh i mean i guess i just gotta go inside and it was it's like the most nervous i've been in a space in like a few months i was just kind of to myself like like inching along in the line and people a guy reached over my shoulder to grab something off a shelf and i almost said something i almost turned around i was like yo like what the fuck but i just i was like i don't know what to (laughs) am i gonna cause a confrontation like it's such a weird it's such a weird time man it's such a fucking just well you get here in la you know there's like there, there's multiple camps of people. There's, you know, the Karens who are, you know, all over the internet, don't want to wear the masks, mm-hmm. start screaming at you fighting. Then there's uh, just like crazy homeless people who just like are just aren't not wearing masks and want to fight you. And then there's people who don't wear masks correctly, you know, and you're like, okay. They got and their nose hanging out. Yeah, nose hanging out. It's on their chin. Today I was at the grocery store. A guy just pulled his T-shirt over his nose, and that was his mask. And wow, you gotta just—I mean, I don't know. I think another thing with this is they don't know everything about it yet. Still to this day, and there hasn't been one trustworthy person. Like they should do like a, a fucking mandatory news special, and they go, "Look, this is what it is. This is how it travels." This is how you can prevent yourself, and this is how, you know, we can move on with the world. But instead, it's like there's 90 different sources on the internet. You're re- listening to retweets from your friend's mom from high school, and she's telling you you don't need a mask, and salt and pepper fucking soap kills it. And you're like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. It's just the world's fucked up. I miss comedy because I miss only caring about myself. You know, with stand up, <laughs> you're like, I'm yeah. the funniest guy in the room. Where am I performing? I need to get paid. Where are my next shows? And then now we're in a world where it's like, oh, I tell a joke and all of you guys will die. Because I was in a gas station with a guy not wearing a mask. Yeah, and he and he just he touched me or breathed on me and now I'm, you know, I think I think what's so interesting too about it is it can affect, you know, somebody like it could affect me a lot differently than it could affect you if we both got it. Like it's, it's, that's the weird thing about it is I've seen people get it. And then a few days later they're they seem to be okay. And they just kind of ride it out and it's like a normal cold. And then there's other people, some, some people that I know that were out for the count for like two weeks, they could barely breathe they were just kind of like sleeping all day. They couldn't really eat. And that's like, I think that's the scary part is that you don't really know 
how it's going to affect you. And it could be, you know, it could be no, no big deal, but it also could almost kill you. And you, then you recover and you still have these lasting effects from it that are like, you just, you'll just have trouble breathing or like you lose your scent, like you lose your taste and smell and it doesn't come back all the way. And they're also saying, they're like, what are the long-term effects? You know, they're like, your lungs could be like fucking kitty litter on the inside for the rest of your life. You know, they just don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know shit. I'm not a fucking scientist, but I know that I always wear a mask when I go outside and I don't let people cough on me. Did your, uh, did your sideways, your born sideways health speaker have anything to say about it? Dude, she probably thinks you can cure COVID with yoga. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on because it's interesting with, with, uh, online classes, you know, like there's modules and, and different like learning exercises and activities. So you watch the videos, you do the, do the work, but, uh, I haven't, she hasn't really told us anything about herself. I don't know. I know her house burned down in a fire a couple of years ago. So that's who I'm is dealing with. Is that why with, she got into, know? is that why she got into massage therapy? Just no, no the massage therapist was a special guest, oh, okay. a special guest in the class. Got it. And then, and then today the, the guest was a chiropractor and I was like, isn't, don't people like shit on chiropractors? Like they're fake doctors. Like it's not real science that they're using. And this guy was telling us, he's like, this girl had cirrhosis of the liver. She was 24 years old. She drank herself into a stupor. She was at UCLA hospital. Her parents snuck me into the room. I laid her down. I gave her an adjustment. She didn't need the liver transplant anymore. That's what the magic of being a chiropractor. And I was like, everything you just said is bullshit. I go, there's a reason UCLA didn't let a chiropractor into a transplant patient's room. Bitch. Just cracked her back. Was like, you don't need, you don't need a new liver now. He goes, I adjusted her back, and her white blood cell count instantly went up. And I was like, how do you know? How do you know? He could feel he it, dude. These, yeah, he kept showing these pictures, and it was like a cartoon, right? Like a cartoon of a spine, and then red arrows on it. He's like, I did this this scan of a man. I go, that's not a real scan. Whatever you're showing me is like a a gif it's a cartoon it's not what science machine looks like this it looks like you're x-raying charlie brown you know it's not real <laughs> it's not what bones look like it's like the one that grinch uses he just pulls it over his chest you can see this tiny little this tiny little yeah, heart he's like just <laughs> the heart the size is too small like do we even get a christmas this year like I, I can't even believe it was halloween yesterday yeah i saw I saw a bunch of people partying too. Like I was getting some Snapchats from friends and stuff and they're just, it was just house parties. Like people were just drinking just like normal. I was like, damn dude. Uh, that's a little, that's a little sketchy just to invite a, Like there's so many things that went through my head. I just started getting anxious for them. I was like, yeah. all these people are in your house. Like, dude, my friends are still like banging chicks off Tinder. They're still like, partying they're living their lives i'm like okay ari manis is the worst the guy the guy from the theo shows he's just like i had covid in jane he's one of those guys okay. sure everyone knows a friend who's like, oh, i already had it i go did you get tested for it no but i know i had it <laughs> and they're just like out in the world doing everything and like all right Dude, I... <laughs> uh that's something but like i <laughs> i'm gonna sound just like 
like I felt like I had something similar to it in February, but I'm not using it as like, I don't, I'm not be like, Oh, I had COVID already, but I was, I was like really sick for a few weeks and would just like wake up coughing all the time and kind of had trouble breathing. But I think it was just like bronchitis or cold or something. Dude, that's just called being a comic and staying up late and fucking smoking cigarettes and smoking joints with strangers and drinking and eating fast food late at night. Yeah. It's not that Wuhan flu. <laughs> How fucked is that? The president just keeps like c- c- talking shit. Oh yeah, just Kung flu, China virus. Yeah, he just calls it the China virus. It's so crazy. Bomb our asses <laughs> so soon. They're gonna fuck us up, and it's like the lockdown's not even gonna matter. Yeah, they. I saw something of them at him getting asked about like downplaying it, and he's like. He just said, "It's like, what am I supposed to do? It came from China. He, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's just kind of like, I mean, it's China's fault. Like, he just, he's just diverting blame any way he can." <laughs> Dude, Trump is the worst person. Like, you know, we're comics, so we can watch him. You see him at these rallies. Like, you see the tricks he's doing. It's like when you're bombing and you're like, "Oh, well, what about this guy over here?" Like, you're just trying to buy yourself some sort of time and get get a little giggle or something. That's what his whole rallies are. Yeah, I fucking hate. Yeah, he him just shits on. He just shits on Joe Biden, and everybody's like, "Woo, woo, yeah, like, yeah, man, four more years." And he's just like, dude. He's, I'm just, you know, and I really don't know. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna win. I, I hope Biden wins, but you know, you got a lot of closet Trump people who who like him for the tax breaks and the money, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know. I don't know. And then like the middle of the country is like white trash as fuck. If you look at the Trump rallies, like you look at these people, they're all like camo, like shop at Walmart, like, yeah, the apprentice. <laughs> Yeehaw, he's good. <laughs> and and then like little Wayne's endorsing him. Like, I would never listen to anything little Wayne had to say about anything. I don't even listen to Little Wayne's music anymore. Fucking lost it. Ever since he started skateboarding, I'm like, you are done dude i don't want to see you yeah you just started playing guitar on stage you're like what's going on dude like (laughs) yeah like get out of here and then kanye running for president it's like dude i'm just so over everything i listened to the rogan episode with kanye and it was just i i kept going back because i thought i missed something i was like wait like did, where did he start talking about this? But I just realized that like that was just how Kanye was talking to Joe. It was just like he would just go on another thing, another thing. He just kept splitting, like cutting himself off, and just like <laughs> he's like, "Did I answer your question, Joe?" And Joe's just like, "I, I mean, I guess." Like <laughs> it was really, it was really fucking weird to watch, dude. <laughs> dude, I can't watch Rogan since he moved to that new studio. Oh, with the red, the red room, dude. The, the red, red room, pill. and also. All the guests, it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck about your like bow and arrow hunting friends. Like, get me some good guests. Nobody wants to like get coronavirus in Texas, so they're not going out there. That makes sense. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's uh, or the it's hard too to watch. Like, he's done a couple like, I guess podcasts like over Zoom or Skype, like the one with McConaughey. It was hard for me to watch because McConaughey is like looking when he's talking to joe he's looking above the laptop like at the wall instead of looking at him so he, he's just kind of like and he's kind of looking around the room and it's almost like he's, it's like he's talking to himself like <laughs> i felt like 
I felt like it was it was just him like just repeating stuff that he had said on like probably he was on a bunch of podcasts recently. I think it's he's got something coming out, but yeah, he was just kind of promoting like, Lincoln Town cars. <laughs> you yeah, like <laughs> Cadillacs. What a horrible commercial. <laughs> what a fuck about Matthew McConaughey, whatever he's got going on. Like, okay, you lost a bunch of weight for a role a couple years ago, and now you're doing car commercials, like nobody gives a fuck, dude. I'm just over everything. I've watched every TV show, every documentary. I've like I've cut my own hair. I look like Pee Wee Herman at this point. I've gained 14 pounds. Uh, I'm just, my life is, I don't even know. I don't even know, dude. I went, like, the pandemic was so boring. I was like, school seems fun. (laughs) You know, like, school seems like a good idea. For sure, I'll, I'll take an algebra class. Why not? I have all the time in the world. Uh, that's so true, dude. Uh, yeah, there's there's no there's really no new like all the movies that were supposed to come out are getting pushed back like farther dude, and farther. Drop the movies, motherfuckers! Give us Wonder Woman on Netflix. Give us the new Bond. Give me that new Ghostbusters that we forgot was coming out because nobody was excited about it for the fucking first place. Yeah, yeah, the new Bond movie. I was really stoked uh, for that to drop, and now I guess it's like not happening until. Like mid, like April 2021 or something. Oh, it'll get moved again too because those movies are so expensive that they need to make all that money back in theaters. And oh, Tenant, you know, Tenant fucking flopped. Christopher Nolan was like, "No, it's coming out. I'm. It's you have to see it in theaters. It's coming out." And then they're like, "We're scared to go to theaters." And the movie made no money. So then all the, the- all the studios were like fuck no christmas day christmas day and they're gonna keep moving them and moving them and moving them yeah and then the the ones they did release like trolls they they dropped that online and or on streaming and that did well because little kids everywhere weren't in school and their parents were like you can watch this and they did mulan and that didn't do well because nobody gave a fuck about mulan yeah but wonder woman would do good yeah and the uh, Mulan like received a lot of flack online too. I saw it was like a bunch of people are upset that it didn't like. I guess it didn't. Uh... It didn't have Eddie Murphy as the dragon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like nobody asked for a serious ass Mulan. They were just like, you know, they felt the pressure that they had to be super inclusive and do do a movie for everybody, and and then they're like, okay, we'll do Mulan, but. Who was fucking stoked on Mulan? I guess I was too old, so like I didn't grow up watching Mulan. So like people my age had no connection to it. But still, even I have no desire. I'm like, if I want to see a good kung fu movie, I'll watch a good kung fu movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like you wouldn't take. <laughs> can you imagine taking like another Disney movie and trying to turn it into like a serious, like a like a a serious movie that's not that doesn't have any of the old like. Uh, like music to it or like theme or humor like it's just it's like taking a like aladdin so when they made aladdin live action that was like too much for me i think i watched it on an airplane and i was like there's no this i don't think i've seen that one is that the one where they had will smith be the genie yeah will smith was the genie 
And it's like, you watch it and they try to recreate the animated movie. So some scenes are like the same and you're like, oh shit. But it's not the same and it doesn't like translate the same. And then I watched Lion King and I think that was almost shot for shot. But I don't know. Yeah, the... I liked the they had a live action Jungle Book that came out like I want to say a couple of years back. Yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, that one was pretty dope. They had like Christopher Walken was like the big orangutan and like that one. I think that one held up. Like that was that was because Jungle Book was kind of I mean it was funny and stuff, but it had a more serious tone. I think like even in the cartoon. But even that one, like a year earlier, they had done another Jungle Book remake that wasn't like a disney one i don't remember my mind is mush dude I'm, my brain is quarantined <laughs> i'm on the internet all fucking day i'm on my phone all day i just downloaded pokemon go i'm about to catch a fucking charizard and call it a day there you just go. so i can go outside i'm like dude, that's how sick. are you staying sane how am i staying sane yeah uh i I'm still like having to go into work every day. And so I guess like that human interaction I get from that. And it's, it's interesting because like, you know, everybody's at work and we're doing our normal thing, it seems. And then you go out to like, you go to the store or something and it's much, it's much different. And so I don't know. I think that along with, like getting to talk to people like doing this is nice. Cause it's like, there's, this is some sort of like, there's some sort of connection. I mean, it's not, it's not the same as like going out to mics every night and hanging out with people, but getting to like sit back and kind of laugh and talk with other people about, you know, just all kinds of shit is, I guess that's what's helping me kind of stay, you know, somewhat like I, I'm still like sitting on my phone every day. Like you're, like you're talking about, and I've been like kind of drinking a little more than normal and just uh i've been watching a lot of cuz i'm i'm kind of like uh one of those dudes that i don't really i don't really get into like new shows a whole lot like i kind of have like the shows that i like to watch or movies and i'll just like cycle through them so i'm i've been trying to force myself to watch like new stuff and check out new things and kind of expand like my interests i guess but other than that, I mean... Well, let me give you some suggestions. Okay. The Great British Bake Off. Oh, dude. That's... That one's... Okay. Uh, that one's great, yeah. The Mandalorian. The new season's out, isn't it? The first episode of the new season, and it's pretty good. Okay. Mindhunter on Netflix. Good one. Okay. Um, Pornhub.com. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Um, and that's it. Those are the only TV shows. Okay. Dude, I've just been watching YouTube conspiracy theories. I'm fucking over it. I just want this election to happen tomorrow and move on with my life. Dude, I I wonder, we're probably not even going to know until, I imagine that they're just not going to be a final result tomorrow. It's going to be like, probably. I mean, every presidential election I've ever been alive for they've known except in 2000 when they made them recount florida gore and bush but they're always like they're always like the projected winner is this person won these states and this person has the amount of electoral votes this will be the next president they always tell you that night they're never like 
tune back in tomorrow night. <laughs> and then last election, it was weird because remember Hillary didn't believe it. She was like, they were like waiting for her to come on out, come on out. And then finally a guy came out and said like, well, why don't you guys go home and, and we'll make a statement tomorrow. And then she conceded the next day. But I feel like in my experience, you always know, they always tell you that night. That is true. I mean, they'll probably still be tallying up votes, but I don't imagine it'll have that'll have much of an impact, like based on like the electoral college, like you're saying. So, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll. Dude, it's got to just be a landslide, you know, because Trump doesn't want any of the other ballots cast because he thinks they're tampering he's like, or oh, something. Well he knows the votes aren't coming for him. You know, that's why he doesn't want to count them. Mm -hmm. If he thought he was getting the mail-in votes, he'd be like, yeah, count them in, count them in. But he, he knows he's not going to get them. So he's trying to cut them off. And if enough people voted early and it's like a landslide victory and they could be like, there's no way to contest it. They're like, even without the votes that we haven't received yet, you're not going to win. But who knows? I don't know. The middle of the country's biggest fuck and, you know, my parents are big Trump supporters, so they're like, they're dumb. I don't know. You can vote wherever, whoever you want to. I'm just sick of him. Yeah. Sick of him hogging the airwaves. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, uh, the, the election, like I remember last, last year or not, sorry, last year, but last time, uh, I was just, I was with some family and it, it's fun. It's fun to watch, but it's like it's like the first time when it like you, you were like, oh man, Trump could actually win. Like there was this, there was this real sense of like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And I feel like it's the same this time, but it's all it's a little bit worse because we know we're like, uh, like we know what's gonna happen. We know how like either way, it's gonna be bad. I feel like there's gonna be like protesting more protesting more like kind of like riots happening either way like they boarded up every store in hollywood every store every target every store on melrose all the restaurants they reboarded them up for election day because they think some shit's gonna go down yeah it's uh it's intense dude yeah that's why i'm gonna go loot tonight because they're not <laughs> expecting it they don't know you know you gotta hit them before because you go on election night, all the good stuff's gone. You go tonight, you got you know you can get some champion sweaters. It's like Black Friday, but <laughs> oh hell <For> yeah, free. <laughs> uh, I'm man. doing my Black Friday shopping tonight. Yeah. Well, listen, dude. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, this has been really fun talking to you, man. Dude, uh, thank you for for having me. I hope you stay safe. Wash your hands, and let's let's reconnect after the election and see. Uh, See if we're allowed to freely speak like this anymore. I know, right? Um, where can people like check you out online, like follow you, like fucking just at Grant Cotter on Instagram and Twitter. Um, check out my website for my full upcoming live schedule in 2024. <laughs> Other than that, I'm on Instagram. Um, my Instagram, I used to post funny things, and now I just post pictures of my dog. She's the funniest thing in my life. <laughs> and I cut my hair, and I look like PB Herman. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. I'm kind of fat, and I look like I look like a 
I would do stolen valor at Christmas time for a discount, you know, <laughs> like I got a fucked up crew cut. I got a little bit of a gut, you know, I just look like I'm trying to get one over on somebody. <laughs> That's how I'm looking these days. <laughs> God damn it. I need to get my life together. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Dude, you have a fucking great night. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>